Walk out the door, you see someone that you know, and they ask you how you are, and you just have to say that you're fine. Yeah. Okay. really fine but you just can't get into it because they would never understand. Hello, you're listening to You Okay Hun, a weekly advice podcast. I'm your host, the man wanted by every law enforcement agency in the world for a crime he didn't commit and the only one who can save Earth from a deadly invasion of spider aliens, <laughs> Dave! And I'm Mona Lisa, vampire slayer, teenage witch. And we're going to combine our years of experience listening to people complain and a complete lack of qualifications to solve a mixture of your problems and funny problems other people had that we found on the internet. I will read the problems and my spiritual mentor Mona Lisa will do the emotional labour, provide the realness and guide us to a workable solution, or at least that's how it's supposed to work. If you're enjoying the show or if you're a regular subscriber, please leave us a review on iTunes, then tell your friends. Those are the two things that would really help us grow right now, so we'd really appreciate your support. We'd also love for you to submit your problems. It can be your problem, a friend's problem, a problem you found somewhere else, or fuck it, you can even make it up because we'd never know. To submit, you can tweet us at Podcast. you can email us on youokhunpodcast at gmail.com, and if you want to stay 100% anonymous, you can leave us a message at curiouscat.me slash youokhun, and these links will be in the show description. Oh, I kind of hated you when you were reading that there. Oh, did you? Yeah, I don't know why. Oh, no. Well, that's, that's not a good good sign, is it? No. Was it, did, should I do it again? Was it bad? No, no. Did I sound like a, a smug arse? I don't know. I don't know. Do you just hate me? Yeah, yeah. Is that, have we reached our limit? <laughs> yeah, that's it. Is that that's the most it. you can manage me? That's it. Ten years and, how many months is that, five months? Ten years, five months, that was all you could manage of me. How did David and Lisa split up? Lisa just realised one time when they were doing the podcast that she just hated him. Yeah, ten years and five months and suddenly she just hit a wall. <laughs> oh wait, I hate, imagine doing that, imagine you were just like, oh shit, oh, yeah, I yeah, hate you. Yeah, I hate him. Yeah, I didn't realise so yeah. much, I hated you before now. That would be awkward. Well, that happened for me with you about <laughs> nine years ago. See? <laughs> <laughs> You'll pay for that later. Oh, no. Hi, everyone. Sorry the podcast is a day late. Yes, we had some technical problems. And it's never happened before, and I feel like we got cocky about that. Yeah, I didn't back up, and... And I was transferring it over. I got corrupted by Audacity again. If anyone knows lots about Audacity, please tell me how to stop it from just crashing and just destroying my files, even though they're saved. Because mm. that's what happens. So that was good. We we also just had quite a stressful few days. We certainly did. <laughs> uh, Friday night in particular. And we don't really out. tell. Like I don't know. We don't really tell personal stories. But I mean, I told that story about the time I went into the K-pop, the K-pop shop, shop, which yeah. was so good. But I mean, the personal story is more about my family I guess but it's just it was so stressful but at the end it was so funny because it was just so stressful yeah um, I feel like I just believe you should just see the funny side to things no matter how horrifyingly stressful they were do you want to tell the story or no, should you I? should tell it. okay so <clears throat> it was Friday night now uh, Lisa's twin sister Christy she often gets a shout out on the podcast yeah uh, her baby was not well and was in hospital yeah he is okay just now Wait, I haven't checked with you today. How is he? Yeah, he's okay. Good. Excellent. He had a fever and he was in hospital and it was very scary. So, you know, naturally, 
Lisa being the, the doting sister that she is. We also have to state that Christy, so we live in Scotland, Christy lives in Ireland. Yes. She, she lives in Ireland, we live in Scotland. Mm. Um, and on Friday night, we decided, right, we better tell Lisa's mum. Because she doesn't well, know. I hesitated telling her because I knew she would like hound Christy and it would stress Christy out when she was already at the hospital. So I hesitated to a certain time. Then I tried to get in touch with her. For the purposes of the story, I need to make everyone aware that Lisa's mum will be referred to as Janice. Because that's because, what I call her. Because Lisa's one of those cool girls who went around to their house and they called their mum by their first name when they were like smoking fags at the window. Like, yeah, fuck you, well, Janice. it's just because we've never been particularly close, me and her. Yeah, no, no, no. I was trying to just make a bit of more light of it there, but... Yeah, no, I know. I get it. So it was about eight o'clock. And we'd had dinner. And we decided to call Janice then, let her know what was going on, Okay. Now we'd left it... It was actually before 8, it was like 7, but anyway, continue. It's irrelevant, an irrelevant detail. Okay, so we didn't want to stress everyone out earlier, but the time came to do that, so... Now we assumed because that she's like a lonely shut-in, kind of, that, you know, she'd enjoy a chat and some human contact, but she didn't answer the phone, which is weird. Yeah. So, you know, immediately we thought, right, she's taking a dump. Or like you having a bath. That. I thought, I mean, I went to dump, you went to bath. <laughs> Um, but you know that that's normal. Sometimes people don't answer the phone, even though they don't. She doesn't really leave, leave the house very often. And, and you know she's kind of old in that way that like she doesn't <laughs> understand like how mobiles work and that you just you know what I mean like you just have them with you all the time. So I thought maybe she's just away from her phone because we were trying our house phone and our mobile. You obviously, after we tried her a few times, started to get a little bit worried and assumed that she was dead. Well, no, it wasn't even that quick, because I was like, where the fuck is she? Yeah. Janice is a shut-in, she doesn't ever do anything or go anywhere or see anyone, mm-hmm. so, uh, you know, and she obviously she's, it's just at night she's not really going to be anywhere, so then I, but then I thought, she does have friends, and I thought maybe they've like, went up here like, once yearly, like, out for dinner, or like, honestly, I could probably count on both hands the amount of social interactions Janice has had my whole life. Like, she's not a social person. No. So I thought, mm, maybe that. But obviously, this whole time I'm worried about Christy and Killian, and like, they're all the way over in Ireland, so I felt like yeah. I hadn't. Uh, it was... If you're wondering why we're labouring the point here, we're really <laughs> trying to establish that this was out of character and unusual. And it was already quite a stressful time. That's why we're just going over this so much. So basically, we tried her and we tried her. And then as we tried her more and more and more, and she didn't answer more and more and more, and I got later and weirder and more out of character, we just started to get a little bit freaked out. I secretly thought the whole time, oh God, she's dead in the floor. Because it was like nine, ten, you know, like time just kept ticking on and we hadn't heard anything. Yeah. And she does have a lot of health problems, like yes. a lot. And recently, she actually had like in crazy bad chest infection. Elephantitis like, of the anus. Which had affected her like heart and it was like increasing her heart rate which her heart or mm-hmm. decent it's a whole big thing you don't really need to know Janice's backstory I'm black like lung. telling it yeah the black lung the plague whatever all you know iron lung black lung all the lungs all the lungs so at this point we, we thought <laughs> oh, fuck she's maybe dead on the floor oh or she's falling point that Janice also lives in a different city yes she also lives away and we don't have anyone there who we can be like you know because she doesn't have any friends or family because she's an asshole so we were kind of like oh god what are we going to do here so later on, after trying and trying and trying, we had to talk about hours, this. hours, hours, five hours have passed. We did make the decision to phone the police and do a welfare check on her, which I didn't know was a thing you could do. But you phone the non-emergency police and you just ask them if they have anyone that they could just pop around to yes. check. Like, and I do feel so guilty. Like we wasted police time. Like, oh my but, god, know, it's so guilty. All cops are bastards. Fuck the police. So it's fine. Yeah. So. so 
Uh, yeah, so we phoned and we had to just, well, you know, and again, very similar to this conversation, spent a long time kind of justifying why we were doing it and stuff. They were like, yeah, we'll send someone round. <laughs> and uh, a little time went past. Obviously, we're sitting going, oh God, they're going to phone and be like, I'm afraid we found Janice. Uh, she's unconscious on the bathroom floor. Um, she's sharted everywhere and she's dead. Uh, that didn't happen, thankfully. The man phoned and said, hello, David, we've managed to get access uh, to Janice's flat here. Broke into our house really easily. My, my I young... feel like I need to tell her about that. That by the way, you could break into your house yeah. super easily. So like the younger policeman just put his arm to the letterbox and opened the door and they Don't tell people in. how to do it. And they don't know where she lives. <laughs> they don't know where she lives in Aberdeen in her flat, which is definitely there. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so they <sighs> broke in. Uh and she wasn't there. They were just like, uh, no sign of Janice. I'm, I'm like, fucking hell. Right? Firstly, I thought, she's either dead in a gutter somewhere. Secondly, I thought, is Janice have this like secret life this whole time? Yeah. Like she's pure at the pure clubby or whatever. And she's actually been lying to us our whole lives. That's where my mind went. I thought she'd been abducted. Ugh, she's too fat to abduct. <laughs> <laughs> I can say that as also a fat person. So. I can laugh at that because I'm also a fat person. <laughs> So it's okay. I am, I am too fat. fat like, I am too fat, fat to be abducted. Kidnapped. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Like, I, if it, someone comes at me with a kidnapping, <laughs> I'll just grease myself up and they won't be able to lift me or keep a hold of me. Yeah. And I'll just be like lying on the floor like, <laughs> so it'll be fine. Um, yeah, so, yeah, we were like, okay, what the fuck's going on here now? Is she, like, has she wandered off? And she's still not answering her phone. So the policeman, to their credit, <laughs> a lot like Sherlock Holmes, start to do a preliminary investigation of the house, going through the bins, checking the receipts, Marquise, chicken meal, Wednesday. Um, some other receipts and forms and stuff from Thursday. Nothing from Friday, though. Where was she? The mystery. So, you know. The poor policeman. Oh my God. Like, the poor policeman. So, yeah. So, this is getting. This is like four hours later. Uh, the police have broken into Janice's house. We don't know where she is. We think she's dead in some somewhere. Or in, in a lot of people. Was it at the hospital? No, because they phoned the hospital to check. Like, this is how extreme the situation, right? And to just provide further context. I, I am still texting my sister who's in Ireland. She's still like, this is like her baby, like her baby's super sick. Like it's all so stressful. Also to preface this, me and Janice do not have a good relationship. No. So this no. whole time I'm just like, oh my God. Well, this is the thing. You don't have a good relationship. So the police, I, I sent the police on their way to do some further inquiries, maybe dig around the house, start looking through the underwear and drawers and stuff. <laughs> and at least it's just trying Janice again, trying the mobile again. It's pretty late by this point. <laughs> And I just hear from Lisa's mobile phone this distant, hello? <laughs> Fraserborough. She was in fucking Fraserborough. <laughs> to, to explain, Fraserborough, random place, like, short distance outside Aberdeen. Terrible heroin problem. My uncle lives there and she's like saying to me like, oh yeah, I went to Fraserborough to see, to see our uncle, her, my uncle, her brother. Like it's normal. Last time she's been there, 20 years. So not dead. <laughs> Um, just decided that in her old age she was going to start doing a bit of globe trotting, but thankfully. And the worst thing is, she was insistent that she told me because she told my sister because we are the same person apparently. Yes, because you're twins and you have to share a birthday and also apparently a consciousness now as well. <laughs> but oh my god, and yeah. So uh, yeah, we got the police to break out our house and rifle, <laughs> rifle through our belongings. Turns out she was just having a little holiday. We jolly up the road, but you did yell at her till she cried. So. And also, you know, they broke into our house. So I feel like that's kind of... And then the best part of the whole thing... It's a fair trade-off. Was, I was, I was drinking tea. Um, 
And it was it got really cold, so I just like got a huge amount of tea. But I was but like, I remember that, that time where like we tried to get the your mum on the phone, we couldn't get her, so the police broke into our house, and then they went through her receipts, and she had a Marquis chicken meal for Wednesday. But it turns out she was in Fraser Bar, that the police were already in our house, and I had to phone the back and say, "Oh, it's all right, sorry, she just got holiday," and you just like spewed tea. But it wasn't even like I spewed it. Like I was laughing, like I am now at the fucking just shit show of the situation so you choked a little bit yeah but I was choking and it was so painful (laughs) and you did but I'd made myself a nest with a duvet and pillows it was very stressful and I was cold she thought her mum was dead (laughs) it's okay to do that I'd made such a nest that I couldn't really get out of it quick enough to deal with the choking (laughs) (laughs) so so I just I just literally (laughs) come on you can get there I, trust, I believe oh, in you. <laughs> she just, she sort of barfed tea all down like the duvet and her mouth and I her chest and the floor. You just it went, oh, <laughs> and it just came out. Oh. Like a torrent of brown water. Oh my God, this is my <laughs> finest moment. Your finest moment. And then it was just like, oh. So that's the story of Janice and the I feel like other check. people won't even think this is funny. No, this has been, like, we've been talking about this for like 10 minutes and everyone's been like, what the fuck are they talking about? Shut up. This isn't funny. Get on with the problems, idiots. Oh my God, you have so much makeup on and there's like a, an emerald green tear just rolling down your face right now. Yeah, I could feel it. Whew. Oh my God. Just, oh. So, uh, the so. lesson of the story, the, the conclusion of the story is Janice is a fucking asshole. Yeah. And Chrissy's baby is fine. Yeah. Uh, and also, you can do a welfare check. That's actually very handy information to know if you have any uh, vulnerable or elderly relatives. Oh, fuck her. Le- next time, I'm just going to let her die. Okay, on with the show. Should we do our first problem? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay, so... <clears throat> <sighs> let me just rustle in the mailbag here. You ready for this guy? Yeah, I am. Okay, you're having a little drink of coffee just now, so I'm going to give you a minute in case you say something funny. Now it's like a trauma. I know. It was so undignified. And I had to like make, I, you know what the worst part about it was? I like had to make the decision. Yeah. <laughs> like, Do I, I, choke I knew, because I knew like if I tried to rush up, I'd like trip over the duvet. So I knew, I just had to like open my mouth. I was like, I accepted it. It's our house. We can deposit wads of liquid on the floor from our mouths whenever we choose. It was just so much liquid. There was so, it was so much. I had to change my t-shirt. It was just... Well, Lisa, <laughs> you'll have to change your t-shirt after you read this letter because it's going to make you sweat. Are you ready? <clears throat> Here we go. <clears throat> hey, kitty girls. My whole life, I've been at the forefront of subversive and political rebellion. From the first moment I put on a wig and a dress to the day I was handed a comically oversized cheque worth millions of dollars from my internationally syndicated drag queen reality TV show, I've Been a Rebel. But recent events have left me feeling red to filth by a new generation of gender-conscious millennials and Generation Y keyboard warriors just for giving them the tea. You may have heard one of the many aphorisms that I came up with to sell t-shirts. We're all born naked and the rest is drag. Well, what I should have said was, we're all born naked and the rest is drag unless you're a transgender or cis woman, then it's not actually drag, it's just you wearing your own clothes, hunty. Yes, like many pioneers of LGBTQ and women's rights in the preceding decades, I have become equal parts cantankerous and problematic in my old age, and a lot of people are not here for it. 
I just don't see why trans people should be allowed to compete in my female illusion contest. To me, this is just like using performance enhancing drugs at the Olympics. I prefer for my girls to be naturally masculine and free of things like lip and butt fillers, which you absolutely will never find on any cis drag queens, no sir, not in this house. Am I out of touch? No, it is my drag children who are wrong. Don't they realise that as the first person to commercialise and monetize the historic art of drag on a global scale, my absolute authority should not be questioned. It should be up to cis gay men and cis gay men alone to dismantle the deeply embedded societal concept of femininity by deconstructing and recontextualising its many forms and contradictions. What does any woman, trans or otherwise, know about something like that? The shade of it all. Mona Lisa. You remind me of a young Michelle Visage, except smarter and with a better rack. And Dave, you're the fishiest queen of them all. How should I handle this? Should I get my makeup artist to give me a fierce beat, put some bass in my walk and face the haters head on? Or should I flood my basement and sashay away? I eagerly await your answer. Good luck and don't fuck it up. Yours, RuPaul Charles. I love how every single letter is punctuated by you just exhaling like... Ah, well, this one is because... Close to your heart. Yeah. And pretty disappointing. I just... As I mean, I need usual. to preface this... How many, that's my word of the day. I know. Um, I have been such a big fan of RuPaul since the 90s. And I've been such a big fan of drag since... I first watched Tu Wong Fu, mm-hmm. one of my favourite films of all time. So I've loved Drag way before Drag Race, and I've been watching Drag Race since it started, since season one. That terrible season that no one's ever seen. I know, uh, which pixel was your favourite? <laughs> Nina Flowers was such a fierce queen, though. She was. Although I was really here for Bibi. Yeah, Bibi is, is... Like, I'm really here for her. I didn't realise it was over her. Tammy Brown's first season was so good, too. But yeah, I'm really here for her this season. I feel like I'm... I don't know... Maybe I should go back, go back and watch those three pixels and see. Maybe she was as good in season one. I don't remember her. Yeah. But yeah, I have loved RuPaul and I've loved drag for a long, long time. Before Drag Race. So oh, this is just so heartbreaking to me. It's a really shitty problem. For, so for anyone that doesn't know, I mean, if, if your head has been like literally in a hole in the ground and you haven't been on the internet in the last week, this is about RuPaul. Um, and RuPaul did what RuPaul does every six months to a year or so and upset... Um, you know, trans people or someone, other sort of oppressed minority, um, by giving um, an interview at The Guardian, <clears throat> where she basically said that um, she wouldn't have another trans contestant on Drag Race, and also that she wouldn't ever allow like a, a biological or cis female on a Drag Race. Um, now, I have a... This is a really tricky situation, because like, like you know, RuPaul said in the letter, her words, not mine, she has... She's one of these people that's become really kind of stuck in their ways as she's got older. Mm. Despite having spent, you know, like the the majority of her life being an outsider and doing something that was considered the other and taking like massive risks to get there. Just hit this, people just seem to hit this either certain age or level of privilege where their ability to learn is just like stopped dead. Well, yeah. And it's funny, like, it's so funny the, the way... Oh, I don't know. There's so many. There's so many issues here with what RuPaul's talking about, and like one of the things that I find kind of ironic is that how can you take the the kind of the impersonation of women 
and say that it's not for women. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like... Especially when you say it's to deconstruct the notion of femininity. And the thing is, I... So I've, I've heard... I knew of RuPaul's feelings about cis women. Like yeah. drag kings and everything. I knew of his feelings on that before. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, I'm not even... I'll get into how I feel about that in a second. But obviously the big issue is the trans... The trans woman issue. And, and that to me was really like blew my mind a little bit like completely toned down. I mean I don't know how many and the weird thing is I don't know how many people know that much about the history of drag or even RuPaul or any of these kind of scenes so firstly RuPaul's original drag wasn't like female illusion Mm -hmm. it was like gender queer like androgyny it was like it it was really playing on the spectrum of gender, and mm. that's how he began. And like the traditional drag queens at the time, which were generally back then were very kind of a bit more pageanty. Yeah, they were like, "What the fuck is this guy? Well, who who? What the fuck is this? Like, mm-hmm. what is this type of drag?" And and RuPaul kind of became known kind of as a club kid. There's that kind of club kid vibe about him. Mm-hmm. Um, and then obviously you have things like Paris is Burning, which. Is on, is if, on Netflix if anyone's not seen. If you haven't seen Paris is Burning, it's great. It's really short. It's like 92 I, minutes long. I literally don't say like that. I've been through this before because you started watching Drag Race and I was like, hey, what's this show? Uh, and I'm not interested in that because I'm a straight man. But then I was kind of like, okay, I'm actually a little bit interested in this. Look at what that bitch is wearing. Oh my God, look at that. What a <laughs> fucking shady bitch. And then I was just like, okay, I'm really into this. And, you know, I fell into that kind of trap. I was like, oh, shade, work. And... You were like to me, and completely in fairness, I think, like, don't say that shit till you know where it comes from. And I know people would and say to watched... me that I'm not entitled to say that because I'm not a drag queen. You're not? <laughs> but, like, I, I've been saying shade and tea for so long because mm. uh, when I first watched Paris is Burning. And so if you are a fan of drag and you haven't seen things like that, like, really educate yourself. Yeah, but you... But, you... You're like an active ally to the LGBTQ community, whereas I am a more Johnny-come-lately <laughs> ally via Twitter, and that's pretty much the, the extent of my activism goes. So you do, you I get, I believe, personally, that you've kind of earned the right to, to use that language, because it's you know what the, the origins of it, you know what it comes from, and you respect where it comes from. And, well, I mean, the thing that's so significant about Paris is one, and I mean, really, see, if you haven't watched this film, it's so fucking good, um, but... Basically, that doc- documents the ballroom scene in New York, and obviously the ballroom scene with the Vogue and that the, the you know the associate. Basically, most of these contestants in these these competitions were drag queens, not all of them. Um, but obviously that's kind of where the sort of modern version of drag sort of comes from, mm-hmm. and so many of these. I mean, these are pioneers of the LGBTQ community, these people that were, like, fighting, the, the, you know, through the... These people that were lived during the AIDS crisis that, that were still, you know, were gay and out when it was illegal to be gay. Mm-hmm. And these people... Gender wasn't such a... It wasn't... So many of them were trans. So many of them I didn't... I, so many of them identified... As women, as men, as the whole thing was much yeah, more. Yeah, the spectrum, the, the lines were really blurred. The spectrum was like a, you know, it was just a, br- a really broad spectrum of people. And I think, like, the feeling that I got from watching Paris is Burning and obviously from knowing about even, you know, as far back as Stonewall and things like that, is that 
there's always been a sort of camaraderie between the L's and the G's and the B's and the well, T's. Well, to be honest, because, there wasn't the even because, really... There wasn't, but there wasn't this... Um, I mean, there has always been sort of infighting between lesbians and gay men and stuff like that. Yeah. But see, within the sort of drag gay male like trans community that that were that were performers uh-huh. that were that did vogan that did drag there there the lines between one and the other there wasn't it never really seemed like that was a huge big issue of distinction yeah and like so many of the the famous vogan houses that that we know like uh, the the venus extravaganza Angie, well, Angie Extravaganza was the mother of Extravaganza. She started that house. Mm-hmm. She was a trans woman. Okay. Some of the Labasias were trans women. Like, I, again, this distinction between trans women and gay man was was so was. Yeah, it's like a, it's a really it's a weak. I saw someone describe RuPaul as um, an LGBTQ separatist. And I don't understand where these artificial lines have come from. Like, I'll actually go directly to what RuPaul said because I am kind of obsessed with how weird it is. Hang on. Mm. Um, he said, "We are, as uh, referring to drag queens, <clears throat> we are wearing clothes that are hyper-feminine that represent our culture's synthetic idea of femininity. And I don't understand how you would exclude trans women and, and cis women from that, given that they are the ones who... Well- are most affected by well, like. Well, I mean, this is this is what people say as well, like you know. Synthetic idea of femininity. Well, but I mean, taking out the cis women issue thing, we'll talk about that in a second. Okay. But again, with the trans women, and I, and I hope no one's offended by what I'm saying. Like, I'm not saying that anyone back then didn't define themselves as a trans woman or a gay man or whatever. Yeah, well, they did, but, but it yeah, was, they did. It wasn't but it was so it was, partisan. Yeah, so completely like broken up into tribes and it, it was, was very like a collective much this collective support group system that everyone everyone was who they were individually they 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 determined how they were going to identify themselves yes and it wasn't even about being in one group or the other it was just this person was this and this person was that mm-hmm. and that was how they you know and that's one of the reasons there's so many different categories in Vogan well, well, you the know word... there's like butch and there's femme and there's all these different because there was you know, many different colours to that rainbow, you know? When the world's against you, you don't have the luxury of separating it into tribes. Completely. And RuPaul kind of grew up in that sort of world. So to me, the comments about trans women are, like, mind-blowing to me. That's why I was really shocked by it. Now, I have to just... The cis women thing. Mm-hmm. So to, even technically back then, there was cis women involved in it. God, Michelle Visage was Vogan back then. Mm-hmm. Um... And there have always been cis women allies, mm-hmm. completely, like there are now. But here's my assumption about this: mm-hmm. with the now we know that drags got very, very popular, mm-hmm. and it's very popular with with gay men, gay women, but very popular with straight women, yeah. and popular straight men too. But yeah. particularly straight women yes. is the more sort of new audience, and. The whole point is, it kind of feels, and I feel like a lot of, a lot of gay men in particular, and RuPaul, I think worry that this, the world of drag, that feels like it was theirs, is going to be co-opted mm. by sort of straight women. And you know what? That is kind of a worry. You know? Um... The whole point of drag ultimately is a subculture. Yeah. And a subculture by definition 
is something that is outside the dominant culture. Mm-hmm. But the more drag becomes mainstream, the less subculture it is. And the more it becomes co-opted and becomes something new and different. Yeah. I was just going to say, like, I think straight women have... There is a there's a real danger about straight women fetishizing gay men, completely. Who you know, and or gay gay male culture, which of course is in turn appropriated from black female culture. But let's not go into that right now. <laughs> that that is a, a risk and a danger. But do you not think that there's an element of okay, cool, right? Drag has been a subculture. Is it still a subculture if it's like on a majorly well, internationally is, syndicated but, TV but show? But this is this is the big point with that, right? Because mm-hmm. like like I said at the beginning, does it become fair game? Well, like I said at the beginning, like does a man, whether a gay man or not, have any right to tell a woman that she can't be involved in parody and women? Do you know what I mean? Exactly. Ah, uh, but the way I see it is, this is why we need the distinction here between yeah. drag and drag race. Because they're two Mm -hmm. separate things. True. And for me, the way I see it is, and there are plenty of cis female drag queens and there are plenty of drag kings, you know? And for me, I see drag as like an art form. And the way I see it is, if you walk the walk, if you go out and you go to clubs and you perform and you, like, make that money by you performing and you being a, a... a queen. Well, you're a queen, whoever you are then, right? Completely. Like, Lady Bunny talked about this. Mm-hmm. Lady Bunny, the infamous drag queen. Outspoken. She basically was talking about that. You know, she was talking about a lot of people criticise Milk's drag, you know, because it can be kind of very club kiddie and very, like, he wear male men clothes and is that drag and blah, blah, because for, from their very small-minded view of what drag is. Mm-hmm. But Lady Bunny, and Lady Bunny has been around the block. She's just like, how is that? How are you to tell me what drag is? Mm. But, you know, the problem is with, with a lot of the kind of cis women, they watch the, learn how to do the makeup and they maybe can buy the cool clothes and they think that's what makes a drag queen. Mm-hmm. For me, I think any of any trans women, any cis women should be involved in drag race mm-hmm. if they are drag queens. That or seems, kings. That seems, no, that, that's, I think you're totally right. And that's the, that would be the safest way of doing it. But I do want to talk about what you said about drag race being separate from drag. Right, yeah. Because, yeah, the thing is, I, when I came at this, this entire situation, um, obviously, like, I, I have a bit of an outsider perspective. It's not like that this is the, isn't necessarily the hill that I want to die on. Mm. Um, but, I didn't even have that much of an opinion about it because, you know, generally these situations are best for me to just listen. Mm. I'm a listening guy, but it was the th- it was when RuPaul just talked about like I've repeated a couple of times like the synthetic idea of femininity, and I said, like, "Well, hang on, you're saying that, so how then can you? How do you feel entitled to exclude people who live closer to that than you do oh, from it?" So RuPaul talked a lot about being punk rock, yeah. And what's so fucking funny about the punk rock thing is, he's saying that like. And it is kind of punk rock. A man putting on a dress, mm-hmm. doing that. But I'm like, is surely it's much more punk rock to be a trans woman and live that all the time? Yeah. Because you know what? You can't take that off. You can't mm-hmm. take your identity off. You're living that all the time. Yeah. So, and I think the problem really started with drag race versus drag. Mm-hmm. When it became popular, and therefore, see when things become popular, they need definitions. Yeah. 
and definition leads to categorizing and including and inclusiveness. Uh-huh. So, Inclusivity is important. If you're selling a product to everyone, I think there's an element you have to adhere to inclusivity. And what, what I meant more was that was like you know like part of that definite like for example every time someone I that doesn't know about drag race or drag queens or whatever. Uh-huh talks to me about it they never understand the difference between well just all what a drag queen is yeah what a trans woman is yeah do drag queens want to be women you know does does you know i mean no they never understand any of these sort of distinctions between that and part of the reason i think kind of almost solidifying that has made these sort of battle lines Mm -hmm. develop and I feel like Ruse drew them, and I don't know what he's kind well, of. Exactly goes back to what I was saying before: LGBTQ separatist. Mm. And this is so that see what in the, in the letter that Ru wrote, not me. Um, he said, or she said, or however it is, I refer to. He's in a suit just now, so I'll say he um, said the thing about the Olympics, and that is a tweet that he made. Mm. Okay, so actually, this is the, I don't know whether this is before or after he tried to show solidarity by this tweeting the, the trans flag, but accidentally Google trains flag and, and put some sort of flag relating to like trains. And I don't know whether it was train spotters or train Can drivers Can I just say, for as much as I love Rue and I hate to say that, but that's is like an old lady that's, thing that to do. That is pure granny's on the Facebook business. Right? Like, like what's that's, that's a minion meme. Yeah, it is a minion meme. Yeah, totally. So, oh my god, by the way, on the way to work today, there was someone in a minion costume like dancing about in the street there was nothing else around it it was a really quiet part of town and they were just dancing about in a full minion costume I was like am I having a, a, am I tripping here did like someone dose me while I was sleeping anyway that's by the by sorry the minion thing very important to get that out there right so RuPaul right tweeted that basically being a trans woman so uh, he didn't specify whether it would be by feminization surgery or just hormones or being a woman is like doing sports or with performance enhancing drugs. Whereas you can't do that at the Olympics, which is drag race. And that's what I was pointing out in the letter that's so ridiculous. Like, it is fine for a cis gay man to have giant butt implants, giant fake lips, get a rib removed, get a fucking acid peel permanently remove their eyebrows and tattoo them on up the head, whatever it is that they do. That's fine. But for some reason, like, having breasts is an advantage that other people don't have. Well, also, what's really fucking How does that make sense? to me is, well, but see that argument? Yeah. It's almost basing that on aesthetics. Yeah. And drag's not just aesthetic. Well, this isn't a pageant. To be honest, all the older queens, and the, well, all the more experienced queens, that's their issue with the younger queens. Mm-hmm. Like, it shouldn't be about aesthetics. Like, ultimately, as I say, like, drag isn't drag race. Yeah. Drag is a performance. It's an art form. You can't just stand on a stage and look pretty when you're out in a club and you're trying to make money. No one's going to give you money for doing that. Yeah. And so, ultimately, actually, what does titties help you perform? And, uh, you know, I I read a lot of the reactions from a lot of the queens that are now trans. Because a lot of queens that have been on Drag Race have since transitioned. And it's so funny because well, I watched there was like a video between Carmen Carrera and Gia. Right, Gia who, are Gunn, who are both trans. Who are both trans women. And it was so sad because you know what the saddest part about that was? They just seemed so disappointed. 
Well, yeah, I mean, that's, that's really... Sh- like, by saying that, it's really kind yeah. of demeaning to Com- the amount of, like, effort they've put into completely. that contest and their experience that they had and the and friendships they that they made. And they still make money that feeling as of belonging. drag performers. But this is the problem. Because that's the thing. No, and never, never... And this is what so shocked me. See, from what I know about drag, like, the first time I ever saw RuPaul was in Tu Wong Fu. Like, th- this is mind-blowing to me that he would say... In his definition of drag, it doesn't include cool. trans women. So we're we're in agreement that that was bullshit, right? Yeah. I want to talk a little bit then about why RuPaul is acting like this now, because so number one, right? I think that <clears throat> I, I read the, the article start to finish a good few times to understand context and stuff. Mm. First thing I want to point out is fuck whoever interviewed him and fuck that person for writing it the way they did. I just want to read this. Before this uh, section of the article, before Ruth starts talking here, okay? Right. Pinning him down on precisely what all of this means can be tricky. In part, I think, because he doesn't want to offend anyone by explicitly acknowledging the contradiction between his playfully elastic sensibility and the militant earnestness of the transgender movement. The two couldn't be further apart, I suggest. And moving down to the next paragraph after Rue's finished talking here. What I can't understand, and, and who the fuck are you to understand this, by the way, dick at aching head? What I can't understand is how transgender women can enter a drag contest. Last year, oh, could, oh. RuPaul's Drag Race was widely acclaimed for featuring its first openly transgender contestant called Peppermint. But if transgender women must be identified as female, how can they also be men dressing up as women? Like, who but is guess, this person? See, this is That's exact- lead, leading questions. Well, completely. But like I said to you earlier, what was exactly what I said about the, 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 the problems of definitions? Yes. And this is the problem here. When you expose the kind of normie world mm-hmm. to something like drag, people have this thing like, well, are, are they women? I must see are a binary. What, why is this not binary? Are they men? No, but they're men. And, Dogs are cats. It's like every up or drag, down. Every drag queen, right? That Gay or is, straight? Is, men or women? That is not trans, that identifies as male, that, you know, like two days out of the week or whatever they're performing, puts makeup on, lives as a man the rest of their life. Yeah. If, well, I'll be asked every time, so do you want to be a woman? And they're like, no. How far, right, honestly, like, but, how far is this? Oh, sorry, on you go. No, it's just, see, that. that's part of the problem. Because drag it actually doesn't have anything to do with gender yeah at all see and and actually if you trace drag back to like the pure start of time yep. when drags sort of started there was it was it was so much about there was women parodying dressing up as men and there was men obviously dressing up as women what we more traditionally see drag but as again watch paris is burning you will even have someone that kind of look, that, that, that presents very male but has breasts. Yeah. The someone the, again the lines of of gender. I guess I'm stumbling because I don't want to. I want. I don't want to say the wrong thing. But the, these lines, these boxes that were forced trying to put people in, didn't fucking exist. Yeah. But this is the thing. This is what I'm trying to say. Like, how far is this? So this article that, that RuPaul made these problematic quotes in was in the Guardian. So no surprise that the fucking writers try to push an anti-trans agenda through what they're saying. But like, this is meant to be the the fucking the, what they call themselves the world's leading liberal voice, right? How far is that sentiment? 
from fucking conservative memes that are like, there's only two genders, I identify as an attack helicopter. Yeah. All that bullshit. I mean, never mind the fact that there's not only two genders, like, literally ask a scientist, you fucking moron. Yeah. But, like, do you know what? It's, it's 2018 now. See, the kids, kids are all queer. It's fucking brilliant. But, gender queer. Yeah. Like, the, we don't subscribe to the notion of gender or the idea of even like this rigid biological concept of gender anymore because we don't need to because it has been disproven we don't need it we don't need patriarchy we don't need gender roles we don't need to fucking put people in these little boxes anymore and i think the problem with this whole situation and with rupaul in general is that he got old and he got rich and he stopped fucking learning and that might be the case you're right and I think that, like, just because RuPaul is a fave doesn't mean they can't be problematic. And that's what sucks about this whole situation. I mean, yeah, just, this whole thing just breaks my heart. Because how can, right. how, I mean, look, a lot, a lot of people will say, like, you, if you try to say, like, oh, but RuPaul's done so much, a lot of people will get kind of pissed off by that. I do think it's important to consider someone's contribution because there is actually a time in your life where you stop like the elasticity of your brain just vanishes mm. and wherever you're at mentally with stuff that's pretty much where you are that's when you're an old person that but just then, walks, right, reads the fucking sun or like daily mail that or whatever thought that before when but why would Rue have ever thought that this is my problem why is Rue ever I, do you know what the problem is i don't think she's ever thought about it uh, and I think, because the, 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 if you read the article... To be honest, I think, right, the water gets so muddy mm-hmm. when people... Because, again, like I said, normally people not understanding that drag can be many things. And I think there's been so many questions over and over again. I think he's just took a fucking stance and it's been a fucking... He's not thought about it. I Look, think so. Let me let me read this to you, okay? Let me read this to you. This is the... the, the fu- when, when fucking... Dickface goes in with the two couldn't be further apart, I suggest. Mm. The first thing RuPaul says is, yes, like stumbles over yes. That's always been the dichotomy of the trans movement versus the drag movement, you know. He agrees carefully. This sounds, do you know what this sounds like? This sounds like me bullshitting my way through something at work that I don't understand, but I know I can blag it. Um, No, yes, I definitely think that. Because, I mean, again, what's weird to me and what was so shocking about this, and I think anyone that's kind of intimately familiar with RuPaul and things he says, RuPaul's not afraid to make a statement and he's talked to... This is a subject that's obviously came up loads, whether it be on the podcast, whether it be just RuPaul in interviews, and he's never stated those things about trans people. Yeah, it seems like a really weird time to fucking choose your hill to die on and go with it. For He said that Peppermint, the, st- the statements that he made about Peppermint, yeah. but from my understanding, Peppermint had been kind of gradually transitioning for a long time and mm-hmm. Peppermint is a bit of a, a legend in the drag world. Yeah. You know, uh, not including, I mean, not including Drag Race, I mean, before Drag Race. So I think RuPaul would have been aware of, of her transition. Yeah, of course. Can I just say, I've seen Peppermint perform and she is fucking incredible. Okay. Sang live and everything. So, nice. Okay. So, like, the difficulty I think is, like, in that interview, it seemed like. And RuPaul does have previous for the fucking... You used to have the... You, you've got she-mail or whatever. Like, to, she wanted to say she-mail. She part wanted to say that, part, Right. Part of that, I have to say, is definitely a generational thing. And I know a lot of old gay guys that, I guess, say problematic things. And a lot of their reasoning for that is that it just doesn't matter to them. Now, I'm no. not excusing that behaviour. No. But part of it is... And we have to... Young people do have to understand this being 
gay and being trans and is much not easier but it's easier than it was in the 70s being particularly a gay man is much different for a lot of people than it was back then well this is it and this is why like people are starting to kind of turn on the cis white gay man because and i've always said this before like your proximity Mm. to privilege it, we, the way we societally, economically, politically, the way we live in the world now is that there's always got to be the elites, and mm. your proximity to that, I think, poisons you. Well, and and yeah, and that, that that is what I think happened with RuPaul. Well, just to clarify what I meant about the being gay thing, was it was harder back then in a way. I think a lot of them see it like they worry less about terminology because they were worried about dying from AIDS or. Being arrested for well, being I gay. think when you're when you're pushing back against a world that actively, provably wants you dead more so than it does now, mm. you don't have, and it's not a luxury to be able to talk about, um, you know, intersectionality or privilege. And that's not a luxury. That's still a fight. But the fight is a lot more academic now, and the fight you've there's a more there's more of a voice than there's ever been for people of mm. that of that kind of like class. You know, and back then it wasn't as much. So yes, they they spent much less energy on kind of being correct and more on being that violently expressive. And I think young people would be good to understand and respect that fight that their older comrades did for them. You know, it was. But at the same time... A lot of these time, people are the pioneers true. of the... But... Particularly in the drag world. But at the same time... I just wish the, they would listen to young people because you know what? Yeah, the young world people have on. taken the ball and they have run with it. And they have said, okay, he, thank you very much for the groundwork. But this, that, that's like, okay, not not as many people want to kill us. It's not illegal to beat us. Um, uh, there's potential that I could transition if I need to, you know, I could even maybe get married, but that doesn't actually address the systematic injustice of how the world is positioned against us, and so they're like, okay, to fix that, we need to not fucking say tranny, we need to not say she-male we need to yeah. uh, be inclusive, we need to make sure that the L, the G, the B, the T, the Q and the plus are all equally represented and all have a voice, and that's where people like RuPaul have fallen off, because they've got to their point, they've leveled, and they've said no this is fine i'm good here well i mean this is the thing and i and like i i get what the 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 older gay community are talking about when they say stuff like that like i understand that you know like they they didn't care about being called a fag because they were too worried about getting arrested or you know whatever and it's like i you know they they were watching their friends die of aids and Mm. i completely understand that but the world is different now and they still have those concerns, but to a much lesser degree. Completely, but I mean, choosing that hell to die on terminology, like ultimately, if it makes someone uncomfortable, don't use yeah, it. Yeah, why just just stop saying it? It's not like th- this idea that like everyone's got this inherent freedom to offend is really bothersome to me. Mm. Because do you know what? It's a lot easier just to be fucking nice. Because you, uh, when you use language that makes reminds someone of their position underneath this fucking mountain of privilege that is in a sense violence well yeah wait words carry weight yeah and sometimes these words can be 
feel like that's all a person is. Totally. Particularly with the with any kind of trans slurs that people throw about. Sometimes that can take away someone's almost identity. Yeah, humanity. It's completely because, humanizing. Yeah, it, because it makes it and and that and that's why words are important. But they aren't the, I think the problem is sometimes we get too focused on that conversation when in reality there is much bigger fish to fry. And I do think that is really important to keep that context in mind. Absolutely. So we have talked about this for way too long. Okay. Let's start to think about how we may sum up in a while. Because this was meant to be a fun episode. And it is... Oh, part of it for me, I'm just really heartbroken. I know. I just... I, I, I think I think I have this like romanticised notion of like... For me, I love drag race, but my favourite type of drag was like the kind of... I'm such a big fan of ball culture and I'm such a big fan of like kind of that sort of period of drag. And, you know, for Rue to sort of shit on that a little bit, it sort of broke my heart. But as I say, to give him the benefit of the doubt, I feel like Rue is drowning in this normy world of we need to classify all these things which are kind of hard to classify I mean you're you're sending you're basically sending a fucking hustler who made it big out there to provide this kind of like heteronormative framing to the drag world which you know people just don't understand and people have got ulterior motives it's the Guardian they obviously want to have a little pop at trans people because that's what they like to do in the Guardian I didn't know that the Guardian is where all the fucking pure academic terfs. Ter- ter- ah, good lo- but they're no, but, it's, no, but it's, the, it's the liberal terfs. Right. They would say, oh, we just care about women's safety. Right. You know, that, the liberal terfs, right? Okay, so basically everything they say is violence, but they coat it up around this kind of sheen of outrage and, and victimhood, essentially, despite the fact that they're all pretty wealthy, fucking well-to-do, middle-class, fucking liberal white women. Anyway, that's a different episode. But I think what but- we need to do is... Sorry. I don't remember what I was going to say now. It's fine. Oh. Well, I just think, ultimately, the thing with RuPaul is to understand that sometimes I- idols are flawed. RuPaul is, of course, flawed, like any human being is. But we also need to realise that the world of drag is not on his shoulders. RuPaul isn't the first drag queen. He will not be the last drag queen. He's not the only fucking drag queen. There is many queens that we need to celebrate that have had long, impressive careers like Rue. And I think maybe it's time that we sort of... Let's be honest. If you want to fucking hear a proper, educated, fucking modern take on drag, listen to Sasha Velour, Bayer magazine. Because there is someone who understands the gender spectrum. Why are you looking at me like that? Yeah, no, no. I just was thinking that was actually a really good call. Sasha Velour okay. is... But even, even people like... Even go watch clips of Courtney Act on Big Brother. Yeah, she was excellent. Great. There are a lot of informed. Stop queens. giving all your money to RuPaul. He's got enough. Yeah, I just think, but I, it's that way though. We've kind of built him up to. Of course, he's he was put on such a pedestal. It was just, it was just a matter of time before he fell off it. Yeah. I love you, Ru, but you said some cunty things. Let's move on. Okay. We have we have run over. That's fine. It's fine. You don't have to like whisper shit like it's going to be a problem. It's okay. okay. We can run over a little bit. Okay. We can do an extra long episode. Um, God damn. Okay. I, I think, I, I mean, 
I thought this was going to be a fun episode. I have two more um, two more problems that I think you'll enjoy, but maybe we'll find a mate, make them really serious and long too. Let's find out. Are you ready for this first? Dave's obsessed with us being serious. Are we too serious? Yeah, tell us we're too serious. Tweet us. Yeah, send us, us an email. Please, please tweet us and send us emails. And there's loads of people that listen. I know, loads of people listen, but they don't send problems. Give what us the goddamn doing? problems. Please send us problems. I really want your problems. I feel like we didn't realise how hard it was going to be to get people's problems. I want to be involved in your life. I thought we'd be flooded with problems. Should I just come to their house and get problems out of them? If I came to your house... Well, if I you make would, a fucking problem. You would, t- you would tell me a million problems. <laughs> That's true. Right. We're going to have to start making stuff up. We're going to have to create fucking pseudonyms and well, like create problems. you're going to think that I made this up. Oh, but really? I did not. This is real from the internet. You ready? Yes. Okay, here we go. I met my boyfriend three years ago as we were roommates during our internship abroad. After one amazing year together, we went back to our own countries and did two exhausting years of long distance with extended visits in between before we moved together to a new country. Adjusting to live together was not that hard, as we did it before during the internship abroad. However, during these years, he developed a disgusting habit that I have serious problems accepting. He is grabbing the corner of his pillowcase, wrapping it around and pulling it until it is long, sharp and curly, and then putting it into his ears and nose. He can't stop doing that. At the beginning, he said it was to help him relax and fall asleep, but now he's just doing it all the time. If he gets a text while he's poking his ear or nose with the pillowcase, he would just leave it inside the hole and use both hands to text, then go back to poking. Sometimes he even does it during sex. He, he makes a baby voice and speaks to me pretending to be the pillow, saying things like, Hey, I'm pillow. I want to visit some holes. He 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 he. Just creepy. Wow. Of course, the pillowcase turned brownish and it's completely disgusting. I thought that maybe this was some way to cope with the stress of moving to a new country, but he told me he was doing it at home too, and he's not stressed that much about being here. He enjoys his life so much. I spoke with him and told him that I find it disgusting, and to please stop, but he said that it's his own way of relaxing and also focusing because he also does it while studying and working. So if it bothers me that much, I should just look away. I'm worried, especially because we want children in the future. I am afraid that they will pick up this bad habit. I asked him if he's planning to do it in front of them, and he said he doesn't see any problem with that as long as they are trained in doing it only with pillows and blankets, and not sharp things. What can I do? I love this man so much, and I totally see a future with him, just not with a pillow in his ear or nose. Is this a deal breaker? Yes. So, this is really going to be really short and really sweet. What you need to do is one day, you stay home from work, he goes to work, you pack up all your shit, move to a different country again, change your name, never speak to him ever again. There you go. I mean, a part of me is... So what is it he like twists the end of the pillow? Part of me is disgusted by this and part of me thinks if he likes it that much, maybe it's worth a try. Well, I don't know. I was kind of... No. <laughs> <laughs> How so, did that take so long to land? So, uh, <laughs> yeah, so... Do you, even, well, do you even listen to me? Do you, no, do you, you even listen to me? I can't believe that. You didn't listen to me when I said, what is it, you twist the end of the pillow? Yes. 
I just wanted clarification on what he actually does. He twists, he takes the edge of the pillow and he twists it into a big, long, twisty, curly, sharp nib. And then he fucking rams it into his so facial So for as much orifices. as that was gross, the grossness of it, the, the sex bit was really left field for <laughs> yeah, me. Pillow, <laughs> yeah, that. Me, I was like, no, I would beat, like, she needed to pick up the biggest, heaviest object and just smash his fucking face out if he did that. That's what she should have done. What, I, what I've, I'm fucking, my mind is blown by this problem because I have never... It's almost Every time, as bad as Christopher, the tummy. It's worse. Every time Shout there's... Shout out to Rich. Right. Here. Hey, Rich. Hey, Rich. <laughs> Every time there is, like, a problem, no matter how weird, I can see it within the framework of the world as I understand it. Yeah. This, the, particularly the sex thing. He and pillow, I want to Yeah, it just doesn't even make sense. What is that? What? Like, what? So, I've never heard of human behaviour like it. Right, no, it is weird. Right, so when killer, serial killers or just, you know, regular killers stab people they say that the stabbing and the sharp pointy implement when male men do this is obviously some sort of like phallic thing like oh i can't yeah. have, i can't have sex so I'll, yeah. I'll fuck you with this knife yeah completely good yes so lovely. Good. the fact that he makes it the little pointy thing and yep. pokes it in things and then the fact that he did that during sex makes... I mean, not that I know that this is a thing. You know, almost like being orally fixated, but he's sort of... Like kind of like 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 the, like the your man on Peanuts that had his blankie and like sucked his thumb or whatever. He had his, he, Linus. I have no understanding of Peanuts. I feel like I missed that. Ah, I'm showing my age here, haven't I? Yeah. I mean, like on Paw Patrol, because that's a thing that kids like now and I'm a cool guy. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, I feel like he's got some sort of thing with this. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I'm stumped. I'm literally stumped. Oh, no. I've got, I'm going to need to try it. Give me something. We're, no. Oh, I'll do no. it with my it's, it's fucking Dr. Berbatov's here. That's the cat. Right, ev- everything's going to shit. I'm, I'm rolling a fucking t-shirt up into my Dave, nose and Berbatov's here. Dave's belly's out. Yep. Berbatov's here. Okay. It's a whole thing. He's meowing loads. Okay. I, I mean, I'm beginning to think this might not be a real... This might not be a real... I don't know. It fits. It fits. It's okay. It fits in there. So, I mean, it I mean... It doesn't really feel like much. No, you're not going to... Oh, Dave's belly's out. It's really went to shit. I've got, I've got it up my nose just now. This losing an episode has caused things to just be so chaotic. It's in my nose. I'm getting nothing. Right. Well, you obviously don't feel anything because you... you got some bogeys in my t-shirt, guys. <laughs> you obviously don't because you're not into that. It must be the the whole act. It's not just sticking things in his own. It must be the whole act of the whole thing. I imagine... What this is actually, I wouldn't have said this if it wasn't, if he didn't do the thing during sex. He must have had this habit as a kid. Like, kids have blankies and stuff. It's not that abnormal mm-hmm. to, like, have a habit where you twist, where you twist a pillowcase or something like that. That doesn't seem that abnormal. But I am assuming during the development of his love map, something's happened. You know, like... Right. He was doing this and then he saw, like, titties for the first time or something. Yeah. And so that is now... He had a nosebleed and he had... The, the only thing he had on hand was the pillow to plug it up. And then as he was stumbling to the bathroom, he saw, like, a wealthy dowager and she had, like, a low-cut top. Mm. Yep. But then it must have also been something kind of comforting to him because it's comforting to him. I mean, I don't know. I definitely think it's somehow weird. Let's just be grateful that it was that and it isn't, like... He had some sort of thing with like ladies' red high heels, and now he like kills women and like cuts their feet off and like puts them in perspex and looks at them for all eternity. Right. Like it could have went really dark. I feel like maybe she should appreciate 
that he's just got his twisty pillow thing and he sometimes makes it talks when they're right. having sex. That's like it could have really took, just took a really dark turn. That's like the standard that men have to achieve in 2018. Well, at least he's not a serial killer. That's how yeah, far we've fallen. Yeah, he's not and making nipple belts. Then you're on a winner. Winner. Yeah, I mean... I would be horrified by it. I mean, to be honest, look, we all know how this is. This would go if this was me, if I was the woman. Just when he's out, mm. I would burn the the pillowcase and then just be like, whatever. Now, we've just spent a very long time talking about the fluidity of gender, Lisa, mm. and, uh, you know, tolerance and inclusivity. I've just realised he likes to pretend to be the pillow during sex. It's his fursona. He's a pillow person. He's an other kin. And he identifies as the pillow. And him putting the pillow into his nose and ear is him attempting to consume the pillow so that he may have its essence. So you're actually really inappropriately doing the other kind thing that they hate. And the other kinds, for people that don't know, are people that feel they have this connection to otherworldly things like, you know, dragons or fairies or whatever. They do not think they're inanimate objects. As Some the famous do. Tumblr read, Toasterkins. <laughs> Was that not a real thing? That's not a real thing. Have, I, have I bought into some weird conservative <laughs> propaganda? The type I was just moaning about earlier. fully in the podcast now. Yeah, the cat's just on Lisa's tits right now. He's fully in the podcast. Come on, say hi, guys. Say hi. <laughs> yeah, we got him. Thanks for the contribution. So... Yeah, she should just leave him. I'm sorry, it's uh, too Yeah, gross. that's not, that's not going to go anywhere. That's pretty much better in there for life. Also... If it grosses you out... 100%. No, she needs to just do a pro and cons list. And 100%, you need to understand that on the cons list, you definitely better put that any children that you do have will do this exact same thing. So be prepared yeah. for like a house full of like weird pillow twisters. Curveball. Curveball. What if, right... Instead of just being like, oh, this is gross, I hate you, I'm leaving, I miss it, case, bye. What if she was to actually take this as an opportunity to do some fucking, some of that really weird, gross shit that you secretly want to do but can't do because you're in polite company, like, all the time? What? Like I don't what? know, just, like, fucking shit wherever you are. Like, do you want to do that? Maybe she does, I don't know, maybe she's got a thing. Right. We're all, we're very repressed as a society. We buy yeah. into the social contract. Now, he's he has stepped outside that social contract in a big way. Well, only in an intimate setting with her. So, in a way, she's kind of, like, shitting on his his sort of, like, intimacy. Because it's not like he's just walking around his job with a weird pillow. He's doing yeah. it in front of his partner. I mean, I guess you have Maybe to... he's the one who's in the right here and we're all wrong. That may be. I mean, see, to be honest, though, any partner you have, there's going to be someone you hate about them. Yeah. Dave leaves dirty teaspoons places and gets gross, long, really long hairs everywhere. And, like, I have to pull them out from places, but they just keep coming and keep coming and they're so long. I can relate to that because my own hair sometimes <laughs> gets stuck in my butt crack and I have to pull them no, out. No, I mean, today it was, like, on the taps, but I just kept pulling and pulling. It just looks like a spider and I was pulling and it was so fucking long. You know what it's like when I get hair in my butt crack? Oh, you talk about it just endlessly and I don't want to hear about it anymore. Have you ever started a petrol lawnmower? Wait, no, I have not. Of course you haven't. Well, someone's listening to this who has and they'll be like, ha, that's funny. Fuck. Yeah, but you know what I mean? Everyone has, all partners have things you don't like. You should just either... Yeah, you're attitude. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, that's my thing. You have to put up with my horrible attitude. Yeah. Okay. I still go with my first thing of just move and don't move. just change your name. I 
I don't know how I feel about it because I have no frame of reference for it and it's to be honest it's left me a little bit spiritually bereft I'm kind of confused mm. should we do our last problem but aren't these problems just really just, just don't just really make you realise that actually these things aren't that abnormal the more problems like that we have the more we realise that actually people are fucking weird and like weird shit oh we're learning as we podcast <sighs> I mean I always knew that yeah, of course. You're obsessed with people being weird. Yeah, I am. You fucking, you probably know a lot weirder stuff than this. Yeah, I do. Should we do the last problem? Yeah. Time is ticking on. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> you ready for this bad boy? Oh, sometimes. Do you know what? I get really paranoid with Dave and his time talk. I feel like he's like the wolf. Hmm. I don't understand why that, what's the time, Mr. Wolf was a thing. Ah, that's why like I'm that. a wolf. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were just mean and I was like really badass. <laughs> Like, I should get my face printed on, like, tie-dye t-shirts and sold to bikers in America. Talking of otherkins, that's the most common thing, is wolfkins. You're going to say bikerkins. There's a really iconic otherkin guy who I became obsessed with. I just found his Instagram. And he just had, like... He was meant to be this wolf king, and I thought his room was going to look like a wolf cave or something. Like, I thought he'd just really take it there. But he just had, like, one sad picture of wolf. Like, not even, like, it was, like, slightly bigger than A4. And, like, a wolf... A wolf dream <laughs> <laughs> he did have a really good collection of t-shirts and he'd always stand like with his collection of t-shirts right they weren't all wolves though <laughs> <laughs> like lions and stuff no just other things random things are you ready yeah okay <clears throat> here we go before going to bed yesterday I was looking at some anime porn comics on my laptop for dot 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 Obvious reasons. Ew. Might be relevant. It's not relevant. So I should name the shows and characters. Apologies for my pronunciation here. Ruri for Oriemo. Azusa and Shumugi from K-On. Megumi from Konosuba. Admittedly, they're not 18. But it's just drawings. <laughs> well, I usually make sure to delete my history. But I must have forgotten this time. I was kind of tired, so that's probably why. You would be tired jacking at the fucking animated kitty porn. Anyway, my girlfriend needed it today to continue working on a paper for a college class. Well, I seem to have no luck. So of course, she looked at my browser history. She claims because she was searching for a source she found yesterday and had forgotten to save. She was really quite mad at me because of the anime porn. Called it gross and said that she hadn't thought I was into that stuff. I tried to calm her down and tell her that it's just drawn and there's no reason to be worried about it. Well, we've known each other for some time now. I thought she'd be more understanding. Now, the letter cuts off there, but I think we got the gist of it. So, yeah. I'd like to talk about how this man, uh, now it does say he is a man, 25 years old, uh, has written this entire thing being like, oh, my girlfriend's mad at me because I looked at anime, uh, anime porn or whatever. No, no. No, 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 no. Well, I just want to go back to the bit that he put in brackets. Admittedly, they're, they're, they're not so 18, I, well, but it's just drugs. You looked at fucking drawings of little girls. Well, I want to clarify this, right? Because I Are you actually, going to start with the Phoebophilia thing again? No, no. It's more that I'm not... Right, so see the stuff he's talking do they look like actually I don't understand this I, do you know what we're going to do we're going to do a, a, a first for the UK Hun podcast I'm going to google it, Ruri from Oriemo because so part can of me okay. feels like I don't know is that I mean see when you say anime to me I'm like I don't know is that a fucking dragon like what you right. know what I mean you know he, what I'm saying here, let's have a look at we're going to look at the first image here here we go with the first one here you go 
Now that's a stylized. Yeah, she old? looks young. Eleven or twelve, maybe. I, I mean, yeah. I mean, obviously, that's yeah. I mean, yeah. So this are, that's definitely got you've definitely got some pedophil pedophilic interest. Yeah, Mister. Actually, it's a femophilia. But I, I mean, I still just don't understand how you could like masturbate to a cartoon drawing. Really? Well, yeah. What do you mean? And I know that's a huge thing. I mean. I masturbate to, like, Bugs Bunny when he's in drag, like, every night. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. No, but seriously, though. Look at this one. I've got another picture here for anyone. Let's just try to work out what's going on. She's got cool hair. Yeah, she's got cool she's hair got for, for, a, for a nine-year-old. Yeah, she looks fucking cool for a nine-year-old. I think she looks nine. I think she's, like, that, she looks, like, 12. Tw- okay, 12. Okay, 12. Okay, that's fine. We'll, we'll go back at the Fibophilia range. I don't understand it either. I but, like, for me, I think that's a really well-drawn drawn like I love the style aesthetically I think it looks really cool the hair's cool Mm -hmm. all that shit but I'm like you and I know this probably sounds weird for me because you know I'm like not that I'm open-minded to people fucking masturbating to like drawings of young girls but I just mean I'm open I know there's plenty of of anime porn that is not of children Mm mm-hmm even that's still fucking weird to me. Like it's just it looks like a drawing. Like I don't I don't think there's necessarily anything wrong with But if you're being if you're, aroused by, by something non human or illustration. But it's kind of like it's non human though. What do you mean it's non human? But they're not humans. Yeah, but they're a, a, a reasonable approximation to humans. This is the funny thing all over again. You're you're very vanilla, to be honest. <laughs> I keep I keep trying to come out with you. <laughs> I keep trying to come out to you. I keep trying to tell you my fursona was again a sexy fox. I never came up with mine. Remember oh, yeah. Okay, well, we need to revisit that. Think about no. What, now on the spot, what are you? What's your fursona? <sighs> I don't know. You're making me feel like a real dullard, and I'm just really upset about it. To be honest. <laughs> We need to get your first owner so I can draw sexy pictures of like twelve-year-old sexy fox. Lisa All I can think of is I'm just like a fucking shit house cat. Can I be some sort of? Oh, I don't know. It's so shit. It just makes me want to crawl into my own asshole and die because I feel like such a fucking loser. Well, if you respected my no judgment, but you know, we are going to go to a furry convention next year. I would love to go to a furry convention, and I want to make friends with furries because I'm so interested in I what they like about it. I need to know it. what type of tail you need on your butt plug. So hurry up with it. I actually really like those tail butt plugs. I don't yeah. want a butt plug because I don't want that. But I think the, the fact that adding a tail on it just makes it seem cool. <laughs> I mean, you're going to just say I like tails. You don't have to say you like the tail butt plugs. <laughs> Good call. Good call. Yeah, I, I lo- like tails. I used to have a tail in my handbag. Yeah, I love anal beads. Not the anal part. <laughs> I like beads. <laughs> <laughs> Oh good call, good yeah. call, good call. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, I just oh, what is it called? Hentai. Is it hentai? hentai, hentai, yes. Yeah, but they the... have like conventions where they well, all sit and like like again, it doesn't so it's it, it's it's not a, a human being. Well, do you know what? I but I guess gonna, people listen, wanted to fuck Avatar, right? So yeah, people similar... wanted to fuck Avatar. The Shape of Water, the fucking sales of fish dildos have gone through the roof after the Shape of Water came out. Do you know out. there is actually a whole selection of like fantasy dildos that are like... Yeah, like vampire dildos with teeth on the end of it or whatever. <laughs> yeah, no, Weird there is. dildos are hairy. Yeah, no, and there's ones that are like alien ones and yeah. like there's all these fucking weird things. Yeah, I know a lot about dildos, Lisa. I'm actually in the dildo business, <laughs> so... 
I'm very familiar with all these dildos. Yeah, I guess, and I know sexuality is like this huge spectrum of variations, and I would never actually judge. I guess it's just personally, like, I don't know. When I try to think about a problem, I I try to be really empathetic and sort of put myself in that person's shoes, which Mm -hmm. I guess this is what makes it difficult. Because I'm just like, what do you see? Like, what is it the fact that they're young that he likes, or is it just? Well, this is the problem. I guess that's all all the ones he were all the all the ones he was fucking pleasuring himself to were young. So yes, he is basically a pure paedophile in training. Like, the, like all these fucking Reddit guys. Mm. He just fucking, you know, scratching the phobophilia and it's an animating, so what does it matter if she's got like a giant head and tiny emaciated child's body and like no breasts and like the penis is like fucking the size of her leg and it's, or whatever. No, but like, what's why does that matter? Because it's an animation. Is... Because it's a fucking approximation of what it would look like having sex with a child. You fucking deviant Well, cunt. but the pro- I mean, because the problem is in Japan, you know, mm-hmm. the, the market for that, I mean, is obviously huge. Yes. But it's very open. Yes. And... Hey, so you see, watch, like, uh, documentaries about Japan and there's, like, businessmen just reading, like, fucking full-on disgusting tentacle rape hentai on the fucking subway. Like, it's fine. Yeah, but even just if you go in, like, to buy, like, graphic novels or, like, comic book stores, it's not like this is kind of hidden. This is very open. Like, anyone can see this shit. Well, there's a great tradition of erotic art in Japan. Yeah. From way back in the day, like you could see all the, and, and that's where the whole tentacle demon thing came from. Was yeah, because yeah, totally. You weren't allowed to illustrate, you just, it was like illegal to illustrate a penis. So they replaced it with things like octopus because they had all these, you know, near eight penises or whatever. Mm. Um, and then from there, it just you kind of stuck with You probably got octopus tentacle dildos too. Well, I mean, there's plenty of videos you can find in really horrible parts of the internet when you don't need a dildo, you just get an actual octopus. I mean, honestly, nothing terrifies me more than that. Like, I yep. hate octopuses so much. Like, what the fuck are they? Like, and, you know, part of me feels so bad that, like, you know, like, in Korea, like, they just eat them, eat, like, you Raw. know, there's that, well, yeah, and you just, like, chop them up. A part of me feels like, because octopus are really smart, really, really intelligent, I feel like that's really cruel, like, a sentient being just chopping up when it's alive and eating it, but then another part of me is like, fucking kill them all, just eat them yeah. all, because they're fucking horrifying. Certainly. And the don't, idea of Don't put them in your vagina. Good God. Like, honestly, that would probably be my idea of hell. Like, <laughs> horrifying. They're horrifying. Ugh, them and squids. Right. Gross, and their weird arms, and the whichever ones have like beaks, like a parrot's beak. Oh my god! Oh. Okay, so you will never have sex again. Oh. What's your uh, What's your advice to our hentai friend? I mean, my, you, can I give him some advice? Yeah, I'm really lost on this one. But do you think that it is right? Here's the big question: If it isn't, if it's just the the presented as youthful, but it isn't a person. Oh. Is that is that still inappropriate? Yes, completely massively inappropriate. It is a gateway to other things. I, I hate I hate everyone who looks at it. Do you know horribly I have seen a documentary and so many of my stories start but I seen a documentary about this. It was about that kind of conversation mm. and then they did eventually meet a guy who had like a sex doll that was a child. Boom. There you go. Also in Japan, horrifying. Like, I mean, it is no coincidence that not... the same people who are into fucking underage hentai are also the same people who are going to be getting a sex doll. Like, if there was two Venn diagrams of those people, it would be a circle. <laughs> yeah, so you should probably go with the advice on this one. My advice, sir, is take a little step back from your situation. Look at men in your position, you know? Look at your fellow hentai enjoyers. How many of them 
are lucky enough to have even found a girlfriend. There's a reason for that. What you do is repugnant. You are pond life. You're disgusting. You're almost certainly associated with disgusting beliefs and attitudes and practices. And I hate you. I don't I don't like the anime boys. I mean No, I, wait, sorry, no that no no no. I just want to clarify. I don't I don't mind people fucking jacking it to anime or whatever. There's probably less people hurting it. It does It does encourage patriarchy and it is by far from perfect. But like it's just a drawing. There wasn't anyone involved in making of it, so there's less chance of exploitation of sex workers, for example. That's a good thing, I suppose. One of the pluses of it. Um, but you know, it's not as morally objectionable. Like I understand people are going to look at erotica and jack off. Mm. That's okay. It's I'm literally I'm just referring to the the fucking the baby fuckers. Well, well, uh, no, but that's the point, though, isn't it? They say, oh, it's just a drawing. But if it was a drawing of a fucking baby, would that be okay? Well, this is the thing. I'm saying, like, if it's a picture of a grown-up, it's still problematic because, you know, uh, yeah, the representation look- of women in any sort of erotica is uh, is an issue that needs to be addressed. But it's way, way more of an issue if it's a child. So, essentially, yeah. fuck that guy. Um, you're lucky you've got a girlfriend. You should probably stop looking at that. Um, and start trying to develop a healthier sexual appetite. Maybe just lay off pornography of any kind. Let's face it, fuck this guy. We should be giving advice to that girlfriend. Yeah. You, like, you dump need to him, dump sis. him, sis. You need to go get yourself a non-fucking freaky guy. Yeah. And maybe if that guy has a weird pillow thing that he twists, just maybe be like, well, at least he doesn't want to fuck little anime girls. Exactly. Perfect. <sighs> All right. Good advice. <laughs> Please submit your problems. Please submit us problems. Uh, please leave reviews on iTunes and tell a friend. Yeah, please leave reviews. Tell a friend. We, yep, tell a friend. I'm going to talk about this next week because this is already super long, but there's a reason why I want people to leave reviews and tell a friend and I'll be revealed next Sunday evening. Ooh. Let's go. <laughs> I'm okay. a spooky goo. Okay, bye. I love you. I love you, bye. Like a woman.